Before we begin today's podcast, just a quick disclaimer. We are all starting out on our financial journey, so we really have no idea what we're doing and we're learning as we go. Meaning, we are not responsible if you lose money, and in some occasions, we will point and laugh if you lose money in specifically dumb or entertaining ways. Please enjoy the podcast. Well, hello there, Magnitudians. You have your host, Andrew, Timor, and Christopher on the Magnitude Podcast with you today. And what a day it is. Today is November 5th. The day after the, I guess, the last day of no, voting? No, it's two days after. Two days after the last day. Two days yep. after the last day of voting. <laughs> and two days into counting the the presidential election votes. And man, uh, in terms of stocks, that's I, I think it's taken a big sort of toll on, not toll or swing on the stocks, it's really. It's been kind of just all over. <laughs> yeah, it's a big influence. All right, so just to kind of set the scene for where we are at this moment in time, Joe Biden is sitting at 264 electoral votes, while Donald Trump is at 214. If Biden wins Nevada or Georgia, it's game over, and we have a new 46th president. If Trump sweeps the remaining states, uh, I guess we're not having a new one. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Not really sure what else to uh, say with regard to that. Um, Nevada is officially maybe the slowest country in the state <laughs> to count votes. They are so annoyingly um, slow. I f- True. I'd, uh, I, I'd give that distinction to Alaska, but we never really expected much from Alaska anyway. It's a little Alaska roast for you there, especially because they don't really hey, uh, have warm weather. Hey, here's a compliment, though. <laughs> Alaska, you're fucking beautiful. <laughs> I, will, I will never deny that. Uh, I will. Um, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that said, the election is definitely having a massive swing on uh, stocks, especially because we were going into rising cases earlier. So it's, it's kind of wild that stocks are going up, at least uh, for my portfolio on pure election news when the virus arguably much more directly affecting of the economy and regular people is uh, still raging on. So I think kind of, that's uh, kind of where Chris and Andrew can jump back in and let's hash it out. I think, well, one of the most interesting stocks to look at is ICLN. We've talked about it a lot before, um, but I don't know if you guys looked at it yet today, but it's been up 7%. Yeah, huh. freaking insane. Well, this is actually the stock that you were <laughs> that you were saying from the get go. So, yeah. like the very the very first moment you mentioned it, you were saying that if Biden wins the election, then this is one of the stocks that would just keep going up and up. Yeah, I mean, you, and you can definitely see that now with it being at plus seven percent just today alone. I I think we can almost attribute all of that gain to I mean the overnight. Uh, results just keep pouring in that it looks more and more like Biden will win the election, and obviously Biden supports green energy, which is what ICLN is. So I think that's the stock market responding positively to him doing well. Absolutely, and it seems just like the like the first taste of it, really. Obviously, it's going to be the results of a bunch of 
hype, I guess, is what that's yep. what I would call it. Um, and it's probably going to go up and down similarly to like, if you look at the, <laughs> the way it moved during the day, it's just, it's going to go up and down just the, by the way of how people have their limit order set up or people's risk tolerance. But I mean, overall, I mean, from here, it should just keep going up in a, like maybe either the same steady pace or maybe more people will think to jump into clean energy for their stocks. And who knows? I mean, I would support it for sure. Yeah. How can you go wrong with supporting uh, clean energy for global clean energy at that? Not even just, not even just in the USA. I mean, I don't care. Uh, it's regardless of your political views. I think clean energy is the future of technology going forward. Honestly, coal and gas is dead long term. Yeah. I mean, well, dead or we are dead. So, you know, (laughs) the real, real trade off there. Um, (laughs) the other thing about clean energy, um, specifically talking about solar, though, I guess to an extent, this could work for wind too. Uh, once you put up panels, right, all you got to do is clean them. Like, like there's no post processing that you to do with coal or, you know, like, you don't need to have a bunch of people staffing a, an oil rig. Like, it's cheaper to maintain as well as, you know, set up. So there's really no going wrong with it, not only from an environmental standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint. Like, who wouldn't want to just set up a solar panel and chill out while it, you know, did its magic, turning sunlight into into electricity, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the trade-offs with that are, I get, I don't fully know the different ways you can get solar panels, but some of the ways, you know, like if you get some of them for free or there, there's like a concern where if you get some of them for free, like from the government per se, then they would have like a, a claim on your, your house. If that's what you're putting it on, like at some years down the road, like they could have some like portion of ownership on like the land or the property just because they have their solar panels on your house just that one and then the other thing is like the trade-off where it's like you know you put in a lot of money now and then you have to save that money down the line so i mean i can see people not wanting to jump into that like at this point in time but absolutely down the road i mean it's pretty clear that it would be way better for the environment overall and then you know yeah and good investment right now yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and there definitely is a time to there definitely is a period of time where you know you're only making money back originally but after that i mean no reason not to keep using them they're already put up <laughs> yeah this point in history the virus is also certainly raging on and cases are rising so i'm personally are you sure (laughs) sorry one of the candidates said that the corona's dead like corona's over well at least it will be soon if a political candidate says something it's gotta be true (laughs) you know there's how could i have been so dumb (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah um, so it is definitely one of my concerns, you know, that just the fact that 
cases are rising again, we're going back into lockdowns, at least, in the state that Andrew and I are. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's already been a stay-at-home An official ban. one? Yeah. Um, our governor put in a thing where there is a curfew after 10 o'clock p.m. up to 5 a.m. So, you know, okay. if you have friends that are sleeping over, don't let them out. Um, you know, people can't really stay late. Yeah. Okay. Um, but when when was that put up? When oh, was it was that? this week. It was it was very recent. Um, okay, I feel like that could have related to the like the election as well, because like there are some people had concerns with um, say like it would go one way or the other that the op- that the losing party would you know incite riots or looting or things like that of that nature and some stores even like you know prepared for the worst and they boarded up their windows not not all of them but some of them did my apartment building did that boarded up all our giant glass windows downstairs and added extra security guards okay well yeah so like the the fear was there um and you know some of the concerns i guess are somewhat justified just because like I mean, even earlier in the year, I think it was around June, July, there were some riots um, for a more um, concentrated um, issue. But with this sort of tensions between the two parties and some of those, some of that concentrated issue being, I guess, related to the two parties, then... um, I mean, riots could be incited like either way, like just from people being frustrated or, you know, infuriated that they didn't didn't get the president they wanted. Yeah, uh, I've seen, honestly, both sides of them have, uh, both sides of the issue have been out and about protesting, rioting, whatever. Yeah, like either one was going to be scary to me, honestly. I did think that... um, one where the other would be closer to home and the other would be, you know, further away from from where I live, so... Yep. <laughs> so, Knowing where you live, yes. Yeah, just kind of, like, hedging my risk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not super about the whole both-sidesing riots, just because, just for me at least, like, the way I look at it, um, one side, and, I mean... I'm going to give it away by saying the side that is colored orange. Um, has I've actually seen like tons of clips where uh, they're saying stuff like, stop counting the vote. Or, once he's gotten a lead, we should call that. <laughs> like, it's just such like atrocious stuff that I think the, uh, the magnitude of one does not equal the magnitude of the other. Not to shamelessly self-plug us there, <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 I'm pretty sure there are um, extremists on the other side as well. I mean, it wouldn't manifest in the same way, obviously, with different values or different, I guess, cultures. But yeah, they. I mean, even vi- violently, uh, they there's like extremists on the other side too. I mean, regardless, there will be extremists on both ends. I mean, it's just inevitable with how 
people are with heated issues. It's just going to happen. Someone will find a gun and shoot someone they don't like. It's just the way of the world, unfortunately. Not to say that one side doesn't have more guns. I wasn't even thinking of it that way. But, far. you know, it, it does It does extend to that when you think about it on a more basic human level of aggression and violence. When someone's devoted enough to a cause, they yeah. go to places they probably shouldn't. Yes, okay. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of it that far, but, yeah. Anyways, going... going uh, to loop back to something we were talking that we tangented off of badly uh, was um, the virus and going back into lockdown. Yeah. And I had uh, a question for you guys, which is one, do you think that the US and states here are going to go back into a lockdown as cases start to spike again? And two, um, do you think it will affect the stocks if that does happen? Yes and uh, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes um, and yes. <laughs> Yeah, if there was ever a time to load up on stocks that could do well in the pandemic, or, you know, well in lockdown specifically, like Slack, maybe not Microsoft right now, or, you know, Moderna, or some other... You know, Zoom. Yeah. Then now would be the time. (laughs) UPS. Costco. PayPal. FedEx. Mm. So you you guys expect to be going back into full lockdown eventually? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm still on the the thought process that it that we're gonna have another year of it, pretty much. Do you uh do you both expect to go into work at all anytime soon or no? No, not at all. Valid. I mean, yeah. Uh, the way my job works is that it it's more of a hey, if I need equipment, you know, some product to test on, I just head in after getting that product. Out of our uh, yeah the manufacturing, you know, pick it up, but I'm I don't stick around. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, mine is about the same. Mine is there are certain days I have to go in. If I'm in, I'm in for the day, but try to work from home as many of them as I can. You know how it goes. So, but I would be expecting to probably be working from home more as things start to ramp back up. I wouldn't be surprised if they shut down our lab again. Um, yeah, I. I, I the thing is, uh, working at Microsoft, they've, one, been super strict about everything, and then, two, Washington State and Washington citizens have been really strict and responsible about the safety procedures, at least. It helps that we're all a bunch of introverted tech nerds who stay inside. Anyways, the social distancing is natural. Like, that's how I felt as soon as, like, when Corona hit the first time. I was like, this is just going to be like every other day. <laughs> but the... The downside is I don't get to, you know, step out of that, you know, sort of environment. You know, when I, like, when I used to, you know, have the option to. It's always good to shake things up a bit. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So, uh, I guess, kind of fun question. What would you, if you had one stock to buy right now, or going back into lockdown, what would you buy? I'll say mine off the bat is Costco, for sure. Costco, I'd have to see where it's at. It's at three forty right now, I believe. I, I don't even need okay. to look. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> three eighty. Oh, oh, okay. Three eighty one. Well, so so to justify myself, one, they're one of the most stable stocks. Okay. Two, I mean, they're the definition of the kind of company who survives well in a pandemic. And you, where else are you going to stock up on that much damn toilet paper? 
So yeah, I, I I think it's a safe play. You won't screw yourself over, and it'll probably work out for the best. Yeah, even in the long run too. Um, for me, I just feel weird. Like if I went into it right now, like today, just because everything went up, and so there's definitely going to be some you know fall down. But in the like over time, it'll probably go back up to where it is for sure. Yeah, actually that. That kind of helps transition into the next topic I had in mind. I would pick Teladoc. What is Teladoc? <laughs> please Teladoc. I mean, please tell me. Ah, okay. Uh, so Teladoc uh, is a company that actually recently merged with uh, Livongo Health. Now, what those two do is that they're online platforms that connect doctors like virtually to patients you know it has all like the right certifications and stuff to allow for remote diagnosis of you know various conditions and helps to keep track of uh um of diabetic patients um insulin levels and other stuff like that that really kind of um comes together to make a very good healthcare platform that is not only good at what it does in terms of like customer attention and quality of outcome, but is completely remote and is poised to grow a whole lot. I, that that would be my go-to. That actually sounds really interesting. But, yeah. So, um, you said it connects doctors to their patients, right? Do they um, interface with them like physically in any way? Or is it just so it, that they can communicate? Uh, I believe it's so that they can communicate. Uh, it's mostly like telehealth stuff. Um, I don't know if your jobs okay. have been offering, uh, offering that recently, but mine has definitely started. Okay. Like in terms of your healthcare plan. So. I realized this name sounded familiar, and I knew I had a card that said it on it. And I just found out that my insurance has this exact service. So, huh. yeah. Another good reason to invest in it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Chris, next time, uh, just let me know before you <laughs> need to talk to your doctor so I can buy another <laughs> few chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, speaking of shilling, if you, if any of you are going to buy a Corsair product, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a really good idea for a second lockdown stock. Corsair? You know, yeah, parts, absolutely. No way that's not. Uh, another one, uh, Sony or Microsoft, because uh, Xbox <laughs> and PlayStation aren't coming out. And oh, true, guess what true. people are going to be doing this year a lot? Gaming. <laughs> yep. Lots of gaming this holiday season, I'm guessing. <laughs> Especially with Christmas. Absolutely. Do you guys think that stock prices of those gaming industries are going to go up simply because people are buying more of it? Or will it? is it still going to... I don't know. Well, not that we know exactly what it changes off of currently, but I mean, do you think it's going to go up because, you know, people see that a, a lot of people are buying, you know, in the holiday season? I mean, I think so. I haven't invested in the holiday season, but usually it's pretty good for investing if I understand correctly. Tim, do you have insight? Yeah, my, well, okay, so... I believe there was this Warren Buffett quote where he said in the short term, uh, stock prices are just a very good indicator of rich people's opinions. 
As in, if during the holidays everybody's buying a PS5, maybe the general sentiment around it is that, you know, it's a really good company. They're going to do well in the future, so the price will go up in the short term, like a, a swing up. Um, but then in the long term, if it turns out Sony's a garbage company, and I'm really just hypotheticals here, um, then in the long term, you'd be right to avoid it. So um, in, in if you kind of look at it from that way, um, and NVIDIA is going to be my example here, sure, in the holiday it'll probably go up because, you know, maybe for Christmas, uh, every 14-year-old is going to want an RTX 3080 or whatever mm -hmm. to watch Ray Trace Fortnite or whatever. No, Minecraft has ray tracing now. <laughs> yeah, yes. there you go. There's there's a perfect yep. example for ray trace Minecraft at 60 FPS or whatever. Um, then <laughs> Chris, sure. I'm surprised. I thought you would be on the AMD. <laughs> uh, I would be. We were just well, uh, Nvidia. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, that that would be the idea of a short term swing. If in the long term you thought, all right, Nvidia is buying ARM. Right, they're probably going to jump into the processor market as well as the GPU market, um, and they're definitely going to take over the entire world in ten years. And that would be some long-term thinking that would win you out eventually, but definitely rather than in the short term, where you win for a little bit and then you start losing. You know, short-term thinking kind of screws you at the end. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that sort of uh, just helps me out with my thought process for the plan that I had with um, NVIDIA and and Tesla. Honestly, I'm trying to sell Tesla as soon as I can <laughs> just because of, you know, buyer's remorse. But um, NVIDIA, um, my plan was to, you know, hold it um, from, I think it was at the end of August up to um latest february but if i see a really good opportunity to sell like as the year closes then i'll sell it like at the end of the year so and see see what my swing gets for me it's at an all-time high right now it shouldn't be all-time it's at five right no that's not all-time the highest was the spike before their you know their convention mm -hmm. um in the end of august when i bought it <laughs> 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 that's when it was like at 570 something got it got it okay so it's it's close it's not quite there yet yeah we're getting there yeah. I, ha I have an auto sell at 625 so that's like my that's like my risk tolerance so like if it does get there then i'm just like you earned it let's get out of here <laughs> <laughs> like i don't care if it goes higher than that <laughs> but tesla is just like if I get my money back, let's get the fuck out of here. And now you see why I don't invest in Tesla. If, yeah. Too stressful. <laughs> let's, let's look it up now. Dude, Tesla keeps doing 10% jumps every other day, whether that's up or down. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Today alone. One good thing I noticed about it, though, is that it's dips. The, the delta in its drops is getting smaller, so... It it would constantly go, you know, like above yeah. two thirty and then dip back down. I mean, not two thirty. It would go above four thirty, 
Yep. Then dip back down to 400 pretty much. And then it would it usually like stable, stabilized or averaged out at 430 because it went <laughs> yeah. above and below it. So it's I'm thinking that's going like, to approach there. Yeah. 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 yeah it's going to approach that and then hopefully slowly go God. up and not down. Maybe I look at it and I see like 4% gain today alone. Like that looks great, but God. But it's just going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Thanos snapped by tomorrow. <laughs> I kind of wish I'd bought it at 380 a few days ago. Like, I, I was thinking yeah, about that's, it, that's and I kind of psyched myself out. So I was like, all right, if it drops below 375, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Of course it didn't. Cause... Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be too easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's good that you had your your entry point plan. I, think, I just think it's always good to you know follow through and then learn from that ideally you would get you know second chances right i I hope so i mean getting that second chance hurts (laughs) a little but yeah yeah okay um so we kind of touched on gaming and nvidia yes uh chris i'm guessing there was something you wanted to talk about in that general well. Yeah, so uh, between NVIDIA dropping new graphics cards, uh, AMD dropping Zen 3, and then AMD also dropping 6000 series graphics cards, uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on, and since we're all computer kind of people, I want to ask, what would your ideal setup look like in terms of a computer? Intel, NVIDIA, Does it? Is it all AMD? Is it NVIDIA and AMD for once? What are you guys thinking? Um, so, realistically... Um, I would currently have, I would, with the current things that are out right now, I would get an AMD, well, assuming I had, you know, the money to, to pay for all of it, I would have an AMD processor with an NVIDIA graphics card, because, um, simply just the, NVIDIA simply just because of the GeForce, um, stuff. Um, whether it's, um, like actual streaming for Twitch and things like that. Um, and the, the other perks around it too, um, you can stream your games to other, um, devices, like even mobile devices or other computers or to a TV. I have a comment on that. Um, things like that. that there, there is a third party <laughs> app that will shoot sure, out yeah. any device, I believe. Yes, yeah, you told me about it, and that uses yeah that uses Nvidia's streaming service. It's built. Yes, off of but that I believe it should work it. with AMD devices. No, does it? Because because like when you set it up, you have to enable Nvidia Shield or Nvidia Streaming or something. But you know, it would be really cool if if AMD graphics cards work with <laughs> Nvidia's GeForce thing. That would be amazing. Oh, no, it does not. Okay, nope. So, yeah, NVIDIA, that still is a major selling point then. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, like, um, AMD just has been lacking with their drivers and just, like, the quality. Like, quality of life and s- sometimes the actual quality of the drivers. Like, in the past, they had some issues, but I don't... I haven't... I was never, like, immersed into the AMD ecosystem so i don't know the full extent of um any issues or really differences um between what they have versus nvidia i just know that nvidia offers 
the G4 stuff, and and that's like all advertising I, and whatnot. But I never really hear anything about AMD like, you know, streaming, uh, streaming features or this and that. You know, I will say there is one thing I forget what they call it. Um, but there's essentially some benefit you have where if you're running Zen 3 and one of these 6000 series graphics cards, you get a essentially a performance boost. I'm not sure exactly. It's yeah, it's very minimal. Yes. I think it's like, you know, 5-10%. No, that's not that's not minimal. That is a very good jump. So yeah. like sometimes 5 to 10%, that's like jumping a graphics card tier. So like that's true. going from 3070 to 3080 somewhat. Um and yeah, that is... That's also the with that's threshold a, that can go from slightly unplayable to playable, you know, five years down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, so if I didn't have any, like, ambitions to start streaming or anything like that, or to, like, stream my games to another device, then I would... And I was, you know, purely just gaming, like, gaming just a game, then I would go full AMD, just for, like, the full... The best of the best... Because that's what it is right now. Um, yeah. If you combine them, because AMD is already beating well, beating Intel's you know last gen stuff or like you know not new not current gen. They don't have a current gen out essentially, <laughs> but they're still expected to stay on top of Intel's uh, next slash current gen in the long run. So. Yeah, I would go AMD, AMD, um, if I was a pure gamer. <laughs> Tomorrow, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, see, Andrew pretty much covered what I what I would have said, because I mean, let's be honest here, there is a right answer. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say something fun here, and talk about the lowest price performance that you can get. <laughs> <laughs> That is to say, roasting bad chip makers. Yep. I think that the uh, worst CPU that you can buy is any Intel CPU, because why would you when AMD exists? And m more to the point, um, Intel is starting to do a whole lot of just horrible decisions when it comes to like the CPUs they release and like features that they include in them. Like, they're now currently charging you for the ability to overclock CPU, right? That, that sucks. You can do that by default on AMDs, um, along with just, you know, a whole load of other things like, you know, delaying their, their, uh, what, next, uh, three nanometer node, four, whatever the next transistor size is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and just engaging in financial engineering rather than engineering engineering, <laughs> where uh, the only numbers yeah. that you compute is how much money the, C the uh, CEO is making at the end of the quarter. Like, um, yeah, I want anyone CP the poor CEO who only gets to buy one Bentley this uh <laughs> This quarter. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As for graphics cards, I don't think there's really a wrong way to go. Like both uh, AMD's uh, what? Radeon 6000? Is that? 6000, yeah. It is Radeon 6000, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and NVIDIA's RTX 30, uh, 3000. 3000. Yeah. yeah, they're both solid options. So for price or performance, like you can't go wrong with either of them. So if you're making the worst price or performance uh, option, I would probably say buy an NVIDIA 2000 series. Because <laughs> uh, you're going to get worse performance in the 3000s at double the price. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, the situation, the reason I ask partially is because uh, we're looking to upgrade one of our two desktops and can't decide personally between 6000 series and 3000 series graphics cards. I know I'm going with Zen 3, not sure exactly which processor, um, but I'm leaning towards, I think, the 6800, most likely. That's the lowest one, right? Without the XT, yeah, that's that's the base one. This is a HTPC to be clear uh, for anyone who is wondering why I'm getting the okay. cheapest of the three offerings. What you're not getting a sixty nine hundred? Uh-huh. Okay, so it's not like a super hardcore gaming thing. No, I mean part of the thing is we do want to try to push four K. Um, so I might consider something a bit more. But that said, we're upgrading from a ten sixty. What what games are you would you play in 4K though? Because it can run some of them like like uh at 60 pretty much. The the most common games are going to be or the most intense common game is going to be a Frostbite game, which this I think could easily handle. Uh Dragon Age Inquisition for anyone who knows that or not. Um Okay. I'm not familiar with how hard that is to run, but I mean it'll it'll be around the 60 FPS. It could, I mean maybe the like one percent lows will probably dip to like 52, just like as approximation. Yeah, I, I'm definitely holding off on buying anything right now, um, partially because uh, they haven't even released the 6800 to purchase yet, yeah. so I can't. <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll definitely get your answers once they're released because that's a that's a game that some people use to benchmark. I did want to comment on the um, price to performance yeah. thing on CPUs though. So with so so with the new CPUs that AMD is bringing out, like the lowest priced one is three hundred dollars, and like. Back in my day, <laughs> if you look at older generation CPUs, like the the most you would need for gaming was realistically an i5 or i5 equivalent on AMD side. I don't know the like naming scheme if they have one similar to that. Um, and those were typically like 250 max for like with the like overclocking capability too. And, you know, in the past, AMD did have, you know, more affordable processors and motherboards to go with them. Uh, but this time around, when I was looking at processors to uh, to buy and upgrade my PC, like, um, two months ago in September, uh, Intel actually had the cheaper counterpart, or um, i5... Um, of the previous generation, not the not the ten thousand generation. That that generation is yep. just overpriced as hell, in my book. Um, but the 
the 9k generation i think that's the last you know normally priced cpu generation for both amd and intel but even still like just finding the the deals or any sales or anything like that um intel just had a like a slight lead um i don't know if it's microcenter's decision <laughs> in pricing between them but i don't know microcenter just had a I think it was just like thirty dollars cheaper in terms of the processor itself, but also the the motherboard that I needed to go with it was considerably cheaper. But that is a there is something that factors into that because of availability of old ITX motherboards. Those yeah. drive the prices up. So I will say, um, one thing to consider here too is even though these are new and that you know best value proposition they aren't necessarily the best for everyone because just because you know the you know ryzen 9 3950x or whatever is the best uh no not the the um ryzen 7 3700x is what i'm reading here best overall value despite it costing 300 dollars but you know you can get you know something for a lot less that will do most of the same thing too so it's it's you know, you have to balance it. Yes, it's the best value, but you don't necessarily need the best value proposition at all times, too. Yeah, the one, the main thing to consider is what resolution are you gaming at? Um, aside from, you know, productivity tasks, um, if you're doing the productivity and and what is it, content creation, that sort of stuff, obviously AMD wins. But in, in the gaming sense, um, if you're gaming at 1440p or lower then the cpu has more of a say in what fps you'll get but if you're gaming at 4k then it doesn't matter really <laughs> it'll be like one to two difference the, the most important thing in any pc build is by far the graphics card assuming you're gaming yeah that's correct um yeah i just wanted to sort of like <laughs> vent about like I don't know what's going on with in the CPU world because the prices just seem to just jump out of nowhere to me. Um, going from like you know, two hundred ish to three hundred in the in the terms of like the the tiers, but I'll 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 find out what's what's going on with this at some point. But definitely, yeah. If I was in the market and I had that slightly higher budget, then I would uh, go for the generally just like the latest um, generation. Granted, I could get like a good deal on it. Let's see. All right. So we covered one of the major mergers slash acquisitions. Um, the other one, Fisker, uh, finally went through a ticker change between uh, last week and this week. What is it? Um, they're now uh, FSR. Um, super long-term play pretty speculative as, as far as those go, but uh, I dig it. It looks like a Rolls Royce. So... It looks like a Range Rover. Uh, no, it looks like a... Yeah, sorry about that. Range Rover. Yeah. I was like, it's two R's. I don't know which one. <laughs> it's two R's and it's expensive. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I like what the CEO is trying to do. Like, he, the concept of an expensive electric car, like a luxury one, has been proven. An affordable electric car has not. That's kind of I, I like. 
And that's kind of what he's aiming at. So, yeah, if that ever comes out. What's the, the target price again for this? I have no idea, man. <laughs> I'm actually down by 30% on them. Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't have a target. I'm just kind of holding it for two to three. No, I'm sorry. I meant the target price of the car. I see some of those in the road. Oh, uh, oh. something, okay. 35, 35. Not bad. Let's see. No. Plus, like, electric subsidies. Drops it down to, like, 30 and trade in. Right, you can. Gets it. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, but I, I know how they make the pricing cheaper. Yay. I mean. Do you think they're selling it at a loss? Uh, let's see. I mean, they just, um,. They just partnered with Magna to manufacture it, so I don't think Fisker's actually going to be at a loss at all. Like, they're outsourcing all their production stuff, so... Like, on that front, they're probably significantly cheaper than any other manufacturer like Ford that has their own, you know, tooling stuff that they need to worry about. Um, but, well, they don't run the risk of overbuying on you know, the factory itself, or, like, the production capability. They pretty much buy what they need, so they're always efficient. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And, I mean, I hope in the future my Fisker shares are enough to buy one Fisker. <laughs> Isn't that the end goal? <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. I, I hope my stones. Levi's... I, I hope my one free Levi stock is going to be enough to buy a Levi pant someday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I used the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> 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 so, uh, question actually, we never really touched awesome. on this at the beginning. Did you guys buy anything this week, or did you hold off because of the election? I might have bought something, but my app doesn't like tell me when I bought something or like track it, so I don't remember. But it, it really wasn't anything interesting. It's probably just like a dip gotcha. buy. Uh, tomorrow, did you buy anything? Yes. Yes, I did. There's one stock that is pretty much a penny stock at oh, this God. point. I'm convinced that when somebody figures out what they're doing, it'll like shoot up and I'll be rich. But until that happens, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, and that stock is Polarity TE. Um, and what they do is they make this paste, right, for burn victims. So you know how normally a burn victim gets a skin graft, like, taken off, like, their leg free and put over the burn area? Well, so PTE makes this, uh, this paste that they just rub over the burn area, and then, like, the paste is, like, some stem cells or something cool that pretty much causes you to regrow the skin that's there, like, on your own, rather than needing a graft, which is insanely cool. Um, and they're going through, um, hmm. uh, let's see, um, uh, what certification do you need for medical devices? I know it's not FTC. Uh, FDA. F that's, that's the one. That is one. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're currently going through the process of getting FDA certified. They've actually finished, like, the first uh, step of that. I'm not quite sure what, like, each of the steps of getting certification 
is, but like they've gotten the first step done, and odds are very good they'll get the rest of the steps done as well, because they've got tons of uh, cases where they've used it, and it's worked really well, like actively made the body life for certain victims much better. Um, and then apparently they have a whole bunch of other stuff in the pipeline as well, such as, you know, um, those, like the same concept for various muscle or certain types of bone and, and, and so on. So, um, yeah, when, when that jumps up, I'm going to be real happy. But for now, it's sitting at a dollar and I bought at a dollar twenty. So, <laughs> yeah. Sick, sick, sick. Yep. I see a lot of people are looking to buy in at 88 cents. So um, I think I'll keep my eye on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Super long time. Like, um, I'm not even yeah. going to try to sell it to you here. I don't think it'll go anywhere <laughs> for a while. Yeah. It'll be my own dumb risk, but yeah. I'll have to like look into it. Are they using stem cells? For research for this, I believe so. Yeah. How I does that so, in- yeah. how does that interact with my religious values? Because that is murdered children. I'll have you know. Is it stem cells? Yes, I believe something like that. No, I get we're. I I, I I don't actually um, have an issue with this. I'm raising a hypothetical that could affect the company. <laughs> well, okay. So here's my hypothetical response to that. You're welcome to suffer with your burns. <laughs> without this cool paste that will literally heal you or i mean <laughs> i i guess you could stick to your beliefs and 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 not <laughs> uh, i don't i don't really get the argument because well okay okay so the thing with stem cells and like that whole like fetal thing um yes oh that's what you mean yeah okay. yeah um <laughs> that's I'm fine pretty sure the whole thing with that <laughs> yeah, give me more of them. <laughs> more stem cells. No, I'm pretty sure the thing is, it's not like, well, kids aren't considered alive until like what the the uh like two thirds of the pregnancy or whatever. And um, that depends on who you ask. Stem cells are usually taken long before that. Well, if. If somebody's about alive's to not the right word. It's um, they're not considered a, a considered a person essentially. Well, not one and the same thing. Like no, no, no. Because alive is just saying like, you know, you have you can. You just yeah. think of it as like living tissue. So but, like, but like all of your so like you can have living tissue. cells, but it's not its own organism. Think of it as like a growth it's on not your fully body. Formed yet. Yeah in your body yeah think of it as cancer <laughs> yes a baby is cancer that is the that is the <laughs> ending note of this podcast it it it's wanted cancer is it yep. is it really i mean the worst part no. of the cancer isn't even that part it's the part 18 years later really. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel bad about it <laughs> <laughs> More to the point, I was saying um, there is a lot of controversy with those kinds of, like, with uh, religious issues and, you know, political issues that can, you know, really danger a lot of these biotech startups. So it's just something to keep an eye on and be aware of when you're investing in stuff like this, that that can be a factor, especially with things like uh, more 
prominently vaccine stocks. Certain people will not want it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie here. I, I, I think that the vaccine stock companies will do. Oh, for sure. Just just because, sure, you cannot get vaccinated. And then the target market for people that don't get vaccinated continues to go, grow smaller every year. For obvious reasons, because, you know, they die from not being vaccinated. <laughs> so, uh, there's my easy rebuttal to that. Um, if anyone has a problem <laughs> with that, I, uh, look forward to not meeting you and catching whatever syphilis you happen to have. <laughs> Done. Done. We're gonna get rage in the comments section. This is a podcast, yeah, there's no comments. <laughs> you can suffer in pain. Somewhere in the description, uh, some links to social media that have not been created yet, but will be. So I don't know the tags, but you'll know it. Well, with that, that closes out today's podcast. I hope we rocked your world or rocked your night in some way. And, you know, gave you a few pebbles to turn while you're, I don't know, if you're listening to this while you're, I don't know, on the john or driving to work or, you know, just hugging a friend with earbuds in any way that we can make your life more enjoyable is just it that makes our lives more enjoyable when we can do that so thank you very much for listening thank you for your time and uh this you we have been your hosts andrew christopher and timor and have a great fantastic night